good. It's going past our beginning time anyhow. And last night I was going through, and I'm already worried about getting through stuff. So um, if we could just start with a prayer, I'd appreciate it. Dear Father, we just thank you for this time, Lord, that we can look into your word, Lord, and um, <clears throat> talk with one another about this topic of being transparent, Father. We just uh, pray that your spirit can be working today. Please uh, speak through me, Lord, and give me strength and um, clarity, Lord, to be able to do this. And we just pray for your spirit's leading in all of our hearts. Please help us open up with one another today, Father, and uh, be able to be transparent with each other also. We just pray these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so initially I was going to do the little activity I did this morning in here, but um, I just want to talk about the, what we did this morning. Did anybody have trouble or second thoughts about raising their hand, maybe? Or if you think about it, um, if I would have asked one of those deeper questions about, you know, who has trouble with lust, or who last week at work took a second look at somebody... You know, in that big room of people, um, I'm assuming it would be more difficult to raise your hand. Maybe you wouldn't want certain people to know that um, that's something you struggle with. Um, sometimes, even if it's somebody you're close with, somebody you're not close with. But maybe if we think about this, you know, um, maybe evaluating ourselves, even thinking, you know, why wouldn't we even want our brothers and sisters in Christ to know this? Where a lot of times we find ourselves hiding these things. Um, maybe today, hopefully, we can talk about how to open up and share these things with other people, why that's important, um, and how we can be in the receiving end of that also. So, um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to try. I was going to do a PowerPoint, but then I put too many personal notes on here that you're not even going to want to read it all. Okay, this is kind of um, how I wanted to go through today. This is kind of the outline that was sent to me. Sorry, I started getting nervous at the end and writing a little more sloppy. But um, So I want to talk about letting others into our own lives, our own struggles, uh, how to allow brothers and sisters into our personal struggles, how to confess my faults and ask for prayers instead of hiding those things, how to go deeper in our relationships um, from talking about the weather or sports or cars. Sorry, a lot of those are guy things. Purses, I don't know. Uh, to praying with each other. Um, also just about then going into being there for other people who come to us. How can I be a person of refuge and bear someone's burden? Um, how do I react to someone that's confessing or sharing a temptation with me? And what's my responsibility then after they do that? And how long do you help for if you do take on this um, work? And that's what it really is, I think, is um, really working for the Lord in this case and really a way to strengthen ourselves. So this is kind of up here in case... I'm hoping to get through everything. If you have a comment, maybe you can see where it might fit in later. Because this, I really feel when I was putting this together, I feel like it could go a bunch of different directions. Um, a lot of things I would start looking at a topic and I thought, oh, I could have done a whole forum on this or that. So hopefully we can stay somewhat organized. Um, my goals for the forum are just that we can be transparent with each other, that I can share experiences that I've had, um, that you can share experiences with me. Um, feel free to ask questions, make comments at any time. A lot of questions, I'll probably bounce back to the audience. Hopefully somebody can answer them. Um, and I would like to hear personal experiences where people may have struggled with this, where somebody may have come to you. Obviously don't tell me who came to you. but um, And I'll share something that happened with me recently. 
And um, so just really try to be open in this and really um, think of what kind of things have been happening in your life lately, maybe in this area. Um, and first of all, right now, I just want to discuss uh, what you, how you feel about transparency in our churches. Maybe if somebody could just give a comment, or in your particular church, or it doesn't have to be that, or even here at camp, um, how do you feel our relationships with others are already, and um, either way, what is some evidence for that? And I'm not going to bring the microphone, because I'm hoping there's a lot of discussion, and that would just take too long to move things around, but... Okay, yes? I think we lack transparency, and the evidence is many troubled families, many troubled lives would come out too late to do something about it. Okay. We lack transparency. That's how I've been feeling. Yes? Yeah, okay, good. One of the problems might be gossip. Um, yeah, this is just saying um, one of the problems might be too that's not addressed or that we don't focus on a whole lot is addressing the amount of gossip that's going on in the churches um, or in our own personal circles, whatever. You know, we, catch, we get caught up. It is exciting to talk about people in the latest news and who did what. And... Um, you know, it's a lot of time we need to reflect on that, and um, and that is a problem. That is going to cause transparency to go way down because we know now too that even if we confide in somebody, if sometimes um, people think, well, if they don't ask me not to tell anybody, then it's probably okay if I just share it with my close friends or things like that. So um, that's one thing we are going to talk about a little bit. Something that um, I've kind of just been thinking is. Perhaps a level of spirituality. Of course, none of this is directed at anybody personally. Um, I know we have very high levels of spirituality. We have some low. We have um, motives that get in the way, priorities. Um, and I think a lot of it, too, is misconceptions we have about each other, and um, which a lot of times can turn into gossip. And sometimes, I don't know if this is a description or not, but you might be able to see that you also have almost have like gossip within your own head, like even if you're not telling anybody, like you're just struggling like, or you think something about someone or think you heard something and just let it keep snowballing in your head. And um, I think it's something we really need to be careful of. Um, so one thing I want to talk about, and a lot of the things from this uh, talk today, I uh, was recommended a book called Spiritual Friendships by Mindy Caligier, I think, or Huh? Caliguire, thank you. And um, so some things come out of that. And um, just if you want to look at that. So a lot of this is talking about spiritual friendships. Looking at uh, friendships in the Bible, in Ecclesiastes 4.9, says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Some of us try to kind of crawl into our own hole, think that, um, you know, it would be better if I just didn't tell anybody this. Um, and a lot of times we struggle with that and we, the burden just keep building. 
And um, I think maybe if you think of certain instances in your own life, you can see where, you know, it does just get um, harder and harder. So a tip of advice, um, developing a few soul friends, intimate life-giving relationships that help us pay attention to God can help us experience the new life available in God. Okay? Um, so pretty much, like I said today, we're going to talk about there's two roles um, that we may and should be able to take in a transparent relationship. Obviously, we can be transparent in sharing and speaking of the struggles in our lives, and we can be a supportive listener for those who need to confide in someone for help. And um, some of us, I think, are better at one than the other. Some of us are really just like this open book. And, um, and it, you can see even trans people, transparent people, even sometimes at work, where it's almost like, okay, I don't need to know all that. Like, you can tell they're just an open book person. Um, but especially in our fold, we need to be ready to take on these challenges to um, listen to these brothers and sisters. Um, and also, some of us are just maybe really good listeners. Maybe God gave us the gift to listen, to um, kindly advise, or feel moved by the Spirit to just be a comfort for someone. And... Um, so that's all. Some of it might be finding your gift in that, but I think, I don't know if opening up is a gift, but I think it's something that we all have to strive for, even if it's not something that we naturally like to do. Some of you that open up more might find yourself getting yourself in more trouble because of that, um, and it might be the number of people you're opening up to. Um, so just lifts off a few things. What's needed for a transparent relationship to exist, or for this kind of dialogue to happen, or anything? You can be basic or specific. Yes. Honesty. Trust. Humility. Love. Respect. Time. Yeah, a lot of these can take a lot of time. Anything else? Compassion. Okay, some of the obvious ones are already listed. You need to have a speaker and a listener. Makes sense. Um, and that's something important, though. It may seem simple, but time to realize, okay, when am I supposed to start talking? When should I be listening? Um, trust. Uh, truth. Let's see. Uh, spirituality. Having your own personal relationship with God, which we'll talk about a little more. Um, this term of safety we'll go into also. Where is a safe place to go in this time or to talk to? Who to talk to? Um, and then the, going along with time, accountability. Um, and we'll talk about that with how long we should be working with these people. Um, humility, lack of pride. You know, we have to be careful we're not, we don't start comparing ourselves to these people that are coming to us. And um, I think you really need to focus. You really have to have a desire to do this. And um, one of the biggest things I would like to talk about today, but nobody mentioned, um, is prayer. And um, we read in Philippians 4, 6, familiar verse, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Okay, so this is a... I think a big stumbling block a lot of us have, not praying, but praying with each other. And hopefully we can talk about that a little bit. <clears throat> yes? Yeah.
Yes. Okay. Would you like to expound a little or? No. Okay. <laughs> Just add to the list. Discernment. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that's good because a lot of it can be discerning, you know, our own agendas or thoughts or is the spirit really leading this and um, how much are we giving up to that? So, thank you. Okay, so starting off, um, being now in the more speaker role, how to allow brothers and sisters into our own personal struggles. Um, I'd like to read a quote out of a book of, it's kind of a book of prayers that somebody wrote with their own struggles. The whole book is pretty much transparency, the fact that she let this, um, or wrote it into a book for others to read, but I think it describes kind of what some of us struggle with. There are all these walls between us, husband and wife, parent and child, neighbor and neighbor, friend and friend. Walls of self, walls of silence, even walls of words. For even when we try to talk to each other, new walls begin to rise. We camouflage, we hold back, we make ourselves sound better than we really are, or we are shocked and hurt by what is revealed, or we sit privately in judgment, criticizing even when we pretend to agree. Okay, so maybe in there somewhere we could all find one point in our lives where we put up one of these walls, where we might be guilty of one of these thoughts um, in talking with other people. So I think this kind of summarizes up a lot of what um, we personally think of and struggle with and go to. And we need to find out ways to tear down these walls and not hold back when we go to talk to people. Sometimes we have an initial agenda to go talk to somebody and we start talking and we start hearing ourselves talking this stuff out loud and we start to get embarrassed or upset at ourselves and then we might try to make it sound like it wasn't really as bad as what I thought it was when I went. Um, so maybe just some ideas. And we also talked a little bit about with the problems, but why is it difficult to talk to, to talk to our brothers and sisters about our personal struggles? What are some things that you might have that you might have struggled with in going to somebody? Yes. Sure. So yeah, there's no 100% guarantee that that person you tell isn't going to, you know, now somebody else knows the truth about you, okay? And um, we hope to believe it is, and hopefully that's what we can talk about, um, which we're going to go into in just a minute about who to talk to. But yeah, uh, trust issues. Um, you know what? Why do we have trust issues with brothers and sisters in the Lord? Okay, gossip. We may have been hurt past experiences, right? What else? Okay, could be us, right? Have trust issues? Oh yeah, past experiences. Yeah, might have reasons not to trust people. Okay, I read in a book. I'm not claiming this about anybody. It said that some people just don't have the ability to keep a secret. Okay, I'm not saying it's anybody in here. But um, sometimes you might notice those things in people. Not that they mean, they might never be gossiping, you know, but you might just want to be cautious about that. Okay, so who do we go to to talk about our struggles? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, kind of with Satan wants us to go through those struggles and, you know, don't tell people this. 
What if they would go on and tell somebody, you know, all these thoughts that come in your head, Sister Barb? Okay. Sure. Okay, being afraid of judgment, um, she's saying of being judged, right? Sometimes we don't necessarily share because we're looking for someone to fix our problem right away. But I don't want to say venting either. Sometimes you just need somebody to talk to and that just helps, right? And some, some people find a lot of comfort in just praying out loud in the room to God. Okay, a lot of, thing, a lot of times it just helps to have somebody there. Um, some people, you know, need the comfort of a hug from somebody or just need to know somebody cares. Is there a hand over here? Yeah. Um, sometimes we think that only we have problems, but uh, we just think that nobody is perfect. Yeah. Okay, definitely. Not th- remember that nobody is perfect, okay? Sometimes um, we might even go to someone we think is high and mighty above us, and, um, you know, and I'm sure they could assure you that they're not perfect. And uh, that's just something to remember, too, that um, everybody's been in the same position, and that's something later we'll talk about. When people come to us, we need to have the attitude that we are not perfect. We've struggled with things before. And um, so just going into that mindset while we're talking with people. So um, what type of person is a safe... Well, let's talk about first. What, is, what type of person has unsafe uh, I don't know, qualities or characteristics? What would an unsafe person be to go to? I'm guessing gossiping is going to come up. Yeah? Sure, not in the faith. Um, hopefully we can all feel encouraged to go to a brother or sister in the Lord, um, especially if this is a spiritual struggle. And some of you may know from being at school or at work, when you hear other people sharing their problems with one of their friends, usually the advice that's given is not based on any kind of scripture or something, and a lot of times it's not even good advice. It's just heading them farther down the road. Like, oh, that'll be even funner if you do that or whatever. So, um, yeah, of course, and, and that's something that um, I want to emphasize, too. The main part of this form is the relationships that we have between brothers and sisters. I know, you know, transparency is important when counseling those who are unconverted. Um, but this, too, yeah, is mainly just to focus on within our fold, talking to each other and sharing with each other. Yes? Right. And he knows the people who have already dealt with those issues that we are dealing with better than we do. And so he can lead us through circumstances to come into a good relationship with the right person for us to share with. Exactly, yeah. Prayer. Prayer is like the core of this whole thing to me um, as I was going into this. And, you know, praying that God shows us who is safe to go talk to, who's already gone through this struggle. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean asking around or... You know, whatever. God will lead us. And 
Um, as the comment was made, as we've been led to our marriage partners, you know, first and foremost, that is probably the person we can talk to the best, but maybe not always the best person in every situation. And some people may really struggle sharing um, certain things in life. And we do have to prayerfully consider, because maybe God is showing us to go talk to somebody, and maybe it's because that person needs us to come talk to them for some reason that God has planned in their life. So prayer is always important in this. Um, any other qualities of unsafe people to go to? Yeah. Okay. And they might not know how to deal with it, or they might not even want to hear it because you don't have it. Like, you're not good friends with them. You don't, you never really considered trust as a facet of your friendship. It was more sort of more, hey, how you doing? Okay, so perhaps a friend, um, kind of was made that you're closer to. Sometimes, though, the close friends are kind of, it can also sway your thing. A lot of times you go to people because we may know that they're going to say what we want to hear from them. Yeah. Okay, Sarah? That's like what I was going to say, because I think the first people I want to go talk to would be very wealthy, would be really Christ and my close friends, but I know that, you know, maybe they're more looking to please me with their answers, they're not going to give me, like, discernment and truth that I really need to hear. Whereas, like, my story of my life still with my parents, so, like, it's hard to go up to my mom, for example, but I know that most likely she's going to give me the truth I need to hear. Right. Yeah, usually our parents may not be the first person we think about sharing these things with. But um, I think as, I know definitely as I started getting a little older, I found out that although it was more difficult for me, I usually got so much more out of it, and I just felt so much more wisdom out of those conversations. think is a sin in that way, but why didn't, when they said, what do you think about this person? Why, well, I don't know. Why don't we sit down and pray about it? If, you know, they're really seeking out um, maybe a life partner or whatever. Yes? Um, just a counterpoint. A true friend won't give you what you want to hear. They'll tell you what you need to hear. Sure. And I think, I think the discussion is going on here is, um, you know, we read about that in the Bible, even true friendships. And I think it's, Sometimes we can be deceived, and sometimes um, there may just be some confusion in true friends, good friends, wise friends, things like that. So, yeah, it is good to go to friends. I've had very good discussions with people that I was just introduced to where somebody said, you know who's really good to talk to about this? Why don't you go to talk to this uh, senior brother about this? May have never talked in my life. You're still gonna, you can still get, you know, so it's all, and that's part of the discernment, too, and that's why... It's totally important to maybe sit, or not maybe, but sit down and pray about this first. And um, maybe if it is praying with your parents about who you should go to, or, you know, 
hopefully we can all trust our parents in here. And, um, but yeah, prayer, I think, is where we all need to start. I'm just going to keep moving on here. Um, some more unsafe characteristics, I think. Um, poor listeners. Obviously, we don't want to share some of this. Somebody's daydreaming, looking around, and, or talking to somebody on their phone or texting or whatever while you're talking to them. Sometimes those people that are real quick to give advice, okay, that may not always be what we need. Um, or if they're trying to fix something for you, um, trying to do it for you, um, those who may lack in being able to open up back with you, um, obviously betrayal if they try to manipulate you or judge you, uh, things like that. Yes? Yeah, and who better to give the prescription than the physician, right? Um, good, so pray about it, and God will lead you to those people that are ready to um, assist you in this. Um, okay, so talking about those safe people to go to. Some things that um, I obtained from reading. Those people that draw you closer to God, okay? That being their main focus when they're with you. Um, they're not trying to take God's place by just... Oh, I know how to solve this. Let me just throw out a few suggestions. And that's where time comes in, and patience is important. Um, one example in the Bible, um, I think we all are um, familiar with Jonathan and David and their friendship. And there's a verse in 1 Samuel 23:16. And Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David into the woods and strengthened his hand in God. Okay? So he didn't go and say, here's some food for strength. He didn't say, you know, what kind of advice can I give you? So I met strength in his hand in God. He was there encouraging him. I'm sure praying with him. And um, I really think that's a good mindset to have when, we, when people come to us or when we go to people. Look for strength in the Lord. Look for ways to get stronger together. Um, they also draw you closer to others. These aren't people that sometimes we notice if we go to somebody, all of a sudden they just like suck you up. That becomes your only friend. Uh, they try to isolate you. Some people may even be proud in the fact that you came to them, and now that's all they want to do. Um, you know, we know this social aspect of, it, of our lives, of the fellowship, is still important. And, um, you know, maybe we just need to be careful with that. Yeah, Sister Barb? Yeah, and I know sometimes, um, and sometimes initially I've had good experiences where, you know, going to talk to certain ministering brothers, and, um, you know, they didn't say go talk to this person because they had trouble with this too. But sometimes they might talk to a person they've counseled with before that, and knowing they've overcome that, this has happened where I've been in this case, and they asked me, you know, um, you know, they say, I know we've talked about this, and you struggled with this, and you found victory over this. Will you be able to talk to this younger brother, or would you maybe just, you know, try to have conversation, see if something comes up, see if there's ways you can help? And I know I've been led to people like that also. So, um, 
you know, that can be important too, you know, as Sister Barber said about going to the experts in these things. Um, thirdly, they try to draw you close to your true self, your true spiritual self. So these people help you see who you are as God created you, not help you become somebody different, not help you become them, because, um, you know, this is, God made us the way we are, God gave us certain gifts, and, um, so these people can help you pray about that, help you realize who you are. Sometimes people struggle with that self-image or um, you know, even if it's not outward appearance, but you know, even inward, our spiritual image that we portray to others. Okay, so um, just to reemphasize, where do we begin in all of this? Um, we begin with prayer. So praying to God helps us with the struggle we have. Praying God shows us who we can go to and talk to, leads us to a safe person that we can confide in, and, um, and then also, once we get to this person, of course, I think it's excellent to start our conversations with prayer, okay, and, and this is a main focus, I think, I, in my life, I've realized in the last couple years, I really just need to be praying more, and the more and more I pray, the easier it becomes, um, the more I pray with people, as I'll talk about a little bit here too it becomes easier who knows why it's hard I don't know um, I know sometimes even spouses might have trouble praying out loud with their husband or wife and um, and it's just some people just almost feel like they're public speaking even if it's just two people in a room and uh, they can get nervous from that so that's something too with ourselves I think we need to pray in ourselves that we can have strength to pray with other people and to lead us to these people. Um, okay, I'd like to go to the second point here. How to confess my faults and ask for prayers instead of hiding them. So this is still me coming to you to talk to you. Um, confession, as I was thinking, might be one of the truest and hardest forms of being transparent with somebody um, for some of the obvious reasons we've already talked about. Um, some of us may be thinking, you know, what would we have to confess? I mean, we don't really have huge sins. Um, some people may think they don't sin. I don't know. First John 1 John 1.8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Okay, we need to really keep evaluating ourselves, see areas of lives that we struggle. Even if it's a little struggle, we have to get that right away. We know how things start to build. We know how Satan tries to kind of just slowly lure us into things. And all of a sudden, we're looking around. You know, we're in up to our armpits and all this muck, and we have no idea what happened. Um, and it might be because we thought, well, this isn't really a big deal. I'll just kind of settle it myself. And um, it's not really big enough to bring somebody into right now. But um, I, it's very important to start right away. If you see you might be heading in the wrong direction or down the road, might have a possibility of being tempted going in the wrong direction, to find somebody to to pray for somebody to come to you or for you to have the strength to go to them. Um, so can we distinguish between acknowledgement and confession? Would you like to? <laughs> so I think often people think because God knows everything, we should just need to confess to God. Right. But to acknowledge something and then to confess it to someone else helps to stimulate the whole thing of accountability and so forth. God knows everything anyway. You know, what, what is there really to confess to God? He knows our heart. Sure. But to confess to someone else is, is, is another level that 
but help us to be able to, to say, yeah, we, we need to end up praying about this together, and, and it fills the accountability part that I think we as human beings need. Yeah, and God knows the health and the strength that builds through that. Uh, James 5.16, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So right there is exactly what Brother Johnny was speaking about. You know, confess your faults one to another. Those are those of us around ourselves. Um, talking to them, praying for one another. Um, a lot of times we have this word for stuck in our vocabulary. I'll pray for you. Um, how many times do we find ourselves saying, oh, I'll pray for you. And then all of a sudden, like if somebody has, I don't know, something going on on a certain day, or exam, I don't know, people told me, you know, they'll be praying for me for this forum here now, um, and I do that for other people. How many people wake up tomorrow morning like, oh, I forgot to pray for him. Now what are we going to do? Did I lie? What did I do? And uh, I just wish, a lot of times in our lives, let's try to focus on changing the word for to with. And um, that's something I really learned uh, from... Some people that I'll talk about in a minute, that, that was so important to me that all of a sudden there's this novel idea, let's pray with you. You know, right here, right now, what else is important to do right now than talk to God with somebody else? And uh, I think it's very crucial. Is there a comment up here? To accentuate your point about don't wait till you get up to your armpits in the muck, as it were. I remember a comment that my brother made. Someone questioned him. We were talking about marriages. As, as elders, we were discussing how that there were many, many troubled, appeared to be many troubled marriages in the church. And so someone asked George, you know, how successful have you been over the years in helping those people? And without hesitation, he said zero. Oh, come on, please explain that. Well, the fact was, people were coming too late. When, when the damage was so irreparable that the Spirit of God couldn't move in the lives of people, that's when they came and talked about it. Yeah, and the first time you think that you may be heading down that wrong path, that's not you thinking usually. That's the Spirit telling you, you need to find somebody to talk to. That's right. Yes? Sure. And um, a thought that just came to me also is, you know, we think about this confessing to one another, praying with one another. Um, you know, something I think about is our prayer group back home. We have prayer meeting Wednesday night before church, and, you know, we have a lot of pray for the government, uh, pray for the church, you know, and, and which are all good things to pray for. There aren't a lot of pray for me in this area. There's a few. Every once in a while, I get the strength to spit one of those out. But, um, you know, if we really have some struggle or something that's coming up the next week, a job interview we think the Lord's led us to, or something, why are we afraid to ask people to pray for us? I mean, and that's not even confessing anything. Sometimes just, you know, and it's just, I mean, this, especially like these groups of believers that are able to come to this time, they're there not for a social aspect, because there's not a whole lot of visiting in prayer meeting. 
They're there to pray, right? And why not use that for yourself or for others that you know that are struggling? And um, I'm not saying turn into big confession time for everybody, but I mean, let's open up. Let's be serious about what's going on in our lives, what kind of needs that we have. And, um, and really, that's a good way for people to know. And then it's great because those people don't just pray for you that night. They go home, they pray for you then. The next day, they ask you on Sunday, how did it go? If it didn't work out, I'll pray that the Lord shows you what your next step is. And that's so encouraging when somebody remembers that, comes up to you and asks how things are going. Um, okay, one more thing. James 5, 19 and 20. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save his soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Okay, so don't be afraid to be that person to talk with someone that comes to you, okay? This is, again, it's our work that the Lord has obviously led somebody to us or is leading us to somebody else, okay? Um, as I said before, you know, hiding our faults never helps us overcome our problems. If anything, it just really, Satan really uses that inside of you. Just keep building up, becomes harder and harder. This is something I really used to struggle with. And I would just save this. And then all of a sudden I get to the point where I... I would kind of like wait till I kind of overcame something. And then after I, I thought, well, if I overcome this, then I'll just go talk to somebody, confess to one of the ministers or something, and tell them, I had this problem, but I got it all taken care of now, so it wasn't as bad. And, um, but really, something that could have really turned me around in a week, I could struggle with for months, and it would just get bigger and bigger, and Satan really put this burden on me. And then, um, you know, finally it's just, you really just come crashing down. And it's like, why go to that point of crashing like that, disappointing God for so long, when you could have gone to somebody to help you to pray with you? Yes? I read somewhere one time that any kind of problem or thing that we have in our life that is, that is hidden has power over us. So if we're alone in this and not sharing or trying to get help, it does have power over us, and we just keep it to ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is power over us in that. Sure, what is our spiritual life like while we're going through that burden or struggle? Are we out preaching the gospel and telling people how wonderful it is to be a Christian? Uh, usually, you know, and that's when we feel so distant from God, right? Because we're not doing everything we can to get closer to God. And usually those experiences, when you overcome this, then all of a sudden you're on this spiritual higher, like, why did I wait so long to, fix, to do this, to pray to God about this and to pray with somebody? Okay, um, so how do we go deeper in our relationships? Moving from talking about the weather, sports, fashions, whatever, to praying together. Um, this is the one I kind of struggle with. Um, I have people that I can talk to. I have really good friends at church uh, spiritual people that for some reason it's just I don't know why God usually just isn't a topic that comes up in our conversation and maybe some of it is we feel more safe being with a, just having a few casual friends but um, sometimes you know we have to wonder why is that why isn't the first thing we think about right now talking about God what God did in our lives how's God working in your life where do you feel distant from God what can I pray for you about or pray with you about um, I don't know, some of you might go through this also. Some people think that men have more trouble with this than women. 
could be in some cases. I don't know. Um, I mean, I know there's been times in my life where I've really been able to open up to people with guys, and um, it's really, I mean, it's a neat experience. And, um, you know, we talked about why we struggle with this, but how do we go deeper in these relationships to get beyond these vague topics we talk about? Usually, I mean, pointless, really, in the realm of our spiritual lives, why we're here. Don't be afraid to open up. Yeah, don't be afraid to open up. Okay, it could be easier for them, might be harder for you. Somebody's got to do that, right? Um, yeah, and that's just pray really hard about that. Like she said, that you can just really just have the strength to go and talk to this person. And I think the longer you live in a relationship like that, the harder it's going to be to change it over. And, and um, you know, a lot of these people, too, that I'm friends with, there are times where they'll give me a call and, or we'll be talking. It's like, hey, can you really pray about this or about... You know, one of my friends is going through something right now, or somebody at work's going through a divorce. I really don't know how to act with them or whatever. And um, so, I mean, they are spiritual friendships, but sometimes they're not these deep uh, spiritual relationships with each other. Um, okay, sometimes for me, the struggle I have, it's almost like I'd feel embarrassed to say, you know, can we pray together? Or wonder, like, how are they going to react, or are they going to say, like, are you serious right now, right here? Or it's kind of silly or something like that. So, um, I don't know. I don't know why that is. Some of it might be, might be my lack of spirituality or their lack of spirituality. The relationship they have with God first. And um, I don't know. Some of us, yeah, go ahead. Leanne? Yeah, and sometimes maybe we need to pray for that desire and that the desire overcomes all the other thoughts, you know, or things that may be hindering us. Sarah? Sure. Hi, this is what I'm struggling with today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, environment I think can have a lot to do with your conversations and how deep they can go. Chris? Sometimes we need to be that person. And, of course, in this case, the note was in love. And it sounds like it was very well written to be that way. And it wasn't like, I really noticed you haven't been, you know, excited or, you know, whatever. And uh, that's something to do. And maybe if you notice somebody is struggling with something or, I don't know, maybe somebody's been really showing an aggressive attitude or, um, you know, towards 
people in the youth group or something like that. And I mean, those are hard to approach people in. Um, you know, I'm always worried about if people are going to be upset at me or not, and that usually gets me in a lot of trouble. And I usually just let things go, and that's something I struggle with. That um, I'm afraid of making somebody upset at me if I say, you know, like that really wasn't something a Christian thing to do, and that's really not, you know, something that's based on Scripture here. You know, we get so worked up about these things sometimes, and um, I don't know. It's something I think we really have to work on: is going to people in love and being to able to receive things, and not that the note you got was admonishment or anything, but encouragement, right? And sometimes, however it comes to you, you know, whatever you get from somebody, pray about it and um, see how the Lord leads that. Uh, there was a comment. Well, I, I think th there's something very subtly, subtle and beautiful about that. We talk about God being in the loop. We might not even know that somebody else need, needs encouragement, but God knows I have had a myriad of experiences in my life when I was really down in the dumps about something, and someone from a faraway place sent me a, a note, or an old brother that used to, many, many times, uh, he and his, and his wife had uh, devotions in the morning, and he would sometimes just scribble out a note to me afterwards, and say, this is what uh, Sister and I talked about this morning, it's exactly what I needed. We need to be sensitive, become more sensitive, I should say, to, to the Holy Spirit directing us to other people in that way. And, and and that has plugged a lot of holes in my life. Yeah. Yes. Along the lines of going deeper in relationships, too, I think something that um, my husband and I are convicted to do more, and, and we struggle to in our busy lives, but to be hospitable more, to open up our home to others from our fellowship to come in, and we need to get to know each other, because if we don't know each other, we can't help each other yeah. very well. What, what can we base our trust on? And Yeah. Sister Barb. I know, and I understand sometimes I just sort of skirt around and, yeah, please help me, please pray for me. But the sending or the clearly, please pray now. Yeah, it's easier. <laughs> yeah, it's easier to say, pray for me sometime. And Let me know how it goes. And that's yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit too, um, coming in here, when especially when people come to us. And that's I know this is kind of hard to stay on half and half because it's so easy for me to switch sides and talk about if we're going or coming. Um, one thing I just want to finish up this section with, um, going deeper in relationships, I think very important we just have to have a close relationship with God first. 
And um, I think it's just going to come a lot easier to us. If, we, if people know we're close with God, if we know other people are close with God, we know it's not going to be weird to talk about it with them, which it shouldn't be. Um, experience for me, God really led a family to me. Um, I, know, I know I can always pray with them. Um, I've prayed with the kids. I've prayed with the parents before, which at first, and it, the first time it is almost kind of weird. Like, these people are asking me if I want to pray about something now. Um, and it was different for me, but it's, it's such an encouraging thing to know that somebody wants to take the time out of their day to do that for you, to know that they'll check up on it with you, and um, to know that you can go to them all the time, or they can come to you. Um, something, you know, things I've noticed is just how focused they are in their personal relationship with Christ. Um, I knew then from past experiences that they wouldn't make me feel awkward praying with them, or if I went and asked them to pray with me, they wouldn't make me feel uncomfortable in that situation. And um, maybe just something that perhaps if we offer to pray more with people, if this is really a desire we have, which hopefully it is since we're all here, that we can um, you know, go to people, offer to pray with them, offer to um, let them pray with us types of thing, and uh, maybe it will just become easier and easier. Something I noticed in the last year is that it does feel very uncomfortable the first time you ask somebody to pray with you. Um, after the first time going back to that same person over and over, just is easier and easier. And they know they can expect that from you. You know what kind of response to expect from them. Um, you know, if somebody doesn't want to pray with you, I mean, it shouldn't be your loss. I guess it's theirs. They're not turning down help you're trying to offer them. You know, it's pretty much turning down God at that time. Um, so, although it seems silly... Sometimes you just have to force yourself to get those five words out of your mouth. You know, will you pray with me? And uh, maybe practice it in your room or something. <laughs> Take a note card or just show it to them or something. Okay, um, so moving on then. Being there for others. How should I react when someone comes to me to confess or share a temptation? Uh, what is my responsibility? So I'm going to use a pseudonym here, but recently had an experience. Um, going to call him Brother John. So he came to me, asked if um, he could talk to Bethany and I sometime about something that he's struggling with it with in his spiritual walk. Um, very close friend of this brother. So, you know, I immediately said, of course, um, here's a point where it would have been very easy to end the conversation. I was actually on my way out of um, an event we had and I was leaving. But we had a short conversation about kind of vaguely what the struggle was about. Uh, he shared with me, and then, you know, I thanked his brother for coming to me, for feeling comfortable to come talk to us, and um, I just really felt a conviction right there that, okay, I've been here before, I know what can happen now, we need to pray about this right now, not saying to end it, but, um, you know, I just felt convicted, because I know Satan, with me, likes to use procrastination, likes to use um, busy schedules, things like that, that will never get us back to talking with this brother. So, uh, right there, as I were in somebody's driveway, we had a prayer. Um, you know, and I just prayed for thankfulness for this opportunity. I prayed for uh, protection against procrastination. And then we could prepare ourselves to be transparent with each other. Like, it was an amazing step that this brother came to me and even said they wanted to talk about something. Um, and, I don't know, like, that's just that we need to pray to prepare ourselves to be able to open up once we get together. So that's what I've been praying about. And um, he has also for when we get together and talk that, okay, now it's here, we're doing this, 
let's not hold anything back. Um, you know, hopefully he can share with us what's really going on in his life. And as I was relaying all this to Bethany, I was, you know, just saying that hopefully we can pray that we can share past experiences and struggles we've had. And sometimes it might feel painful at the beginning to let people know that, yeah, this was a struggle in my life, or I went through this once, but let me show you how much victory I have over this and uh, what I can do with this. So, um, I know I really don't know how it's going to go. I'm really excited about it. Um, this was very recently, so I haven't been procrastinating on this. But, um, and so just hopefully that God can work in our lives uh, with this, and I'm excited about it. But it's just it took that initial step, and um, I'm thankful that God put that in that person's heart. So maybe those are just two examples of from both sides. If we feel God pushing us, or if somebody comes to us, what we can do. Uh, James 1:19, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Okay, a quote I love that I found. God gave us two ears and one mouth which means we should listen twice as much as we talk. So if somebody comes to you, listen to what their struggle is. Struggle is really search deep into their heart uh, what they're going through and um, you know, just pray about it. Also one thing um, kind of goes with listening, I think. James 4, 14. But if you have bitter envying, envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Um, I think something that this verse showed me was looking into all this that Sometimes we have these uh, envying strife, maybe as the example of envy of, oh no, this guy likes this girl, maybe I can make something up. If we're listening, we need to clear all that out. Really let the Spirit work in our hearts. Not take our own thoughts, and that's the discernment we were talking about. Um, really put all that aside. Really just let the Spirit work in us, uh, speak through us to this person. And um, you know, really just go to the Scriptures and really search that out together. Any thoughts right now? I know I kind of get going sometimes. And... Okay. Um, <clears throat> so carrying on, like I said, um, and this is some things I got from the book I was reading, that thankfulness needs to be a big part of our lives, and hopefully we can pray that we can be ready for someone to come talk to us. But think of what a privilege it is to have somebody approach us, okay, thinking of all the things we've gone through, and reasons why we haven't approached people. They had to go over those same stumbling blocks, I'm sure, to come up to us and talk to us, that God led them to us. And that's another privilege. I mean, they were sent to us by God. So we need to take it on as a huge responsibility, um, give thanks to them so they know that you're happy that they've come to you and that you're excited to work through this with them. Of course, like I said, prayer. Everything needs to start with prayer. Everything should finish with prayer. If something comes up in the middle, you can have a prayer. You usually can't go wrong there. Um, anytime you can bring God into your conversation. Um, so a few things that um, were pointed out in you know, having this conversation. Vulnerability on both sides, but not to the point of being too uncomfortable. These next few steps, a lot of things you can just put on the end. If it takes time, it takes time. Be patient. Um, you know, really try to be open. Like I said, some things might hurt when they come at you, but um, it's a time for healing, and you need that. There's going to be pain first, I'm sure. Um, another piece of advice, give one another the gift of listening, not advice. So there's a time for everything. At first, just listen. Uh, maybe you can ask some questions. Sometimes it's appropriate for silence. Sometimes you're not good at that. 
God will keep your mouth shut. And maybe we need to pray for that sometimes. Pray that we can be silent while we just have time to think, reflect, let God speak to us before we just start giving um, all of our words of wisdom. So, um, and, and even though sometimes it seems like, you know, of course with the scriptures we can't go wrong, that doesn't always mean necessarily right away, I have a verse for this and a verse for this. You know, and some people might not take that in love with how you present that. So be careful with that also. Um, thirdly, no faking. So hopefully, if you get to this point where you're together sitting down, you wouldn't be faking anymore because you're ready to talk about this. But again, sometimes people might get to that point of being uncomfortable where they start talking about it and thinking like, oh, why did I do this? Maybe it wasn't really that big of a deal, uh, like I said earlier. So if it gets too uncomfortable, give it time. Say, you know what? If maybe we should just pray about this more, pray about our conversation more. Let's get together in two days and we can talk about it again. And, uh, you know, go home and just really pray that that person can open up to you. Hopefully they're praying that they can just have the strength to do that. And maybe in that time, it was uncomfortable because it wasn't when God wanted that person to open that part of their life up. Maybe he wanted to show you some scriptures at home first before he got into that conversation. Because um, some of these conversations come quickly. Like, it's not like, hey, can we get together Thursday? The person might walk up to you today after this and say, can we talk about this right now? Okay? So... Um, it's important to spend a lot of time in prayer in this. And then fourthly, I think most importantly, is to honor this soul with confidentiality. Okay, these people are coming to us, trusting us. Um, we've already talked about how much sharing any of this with somebody else can really ruin the whole thing. Okay, it can ruin lives pretty much. And um, once you get a bad reputation, you're going to notice fewer and fewer people coming to talk to you. Maybe even fewer people come to ask you how your day was. I don't know. Um, but you just have to be careful with that. Think of how important this is. Again, this is such a privilege that God has sent this person to you. Um, so again, you may even thank them. And um, you know, just think of the trust it took them to come to you. And maybe not to go to somebody else. Or, I mean, think of all the people that we know. Okay, I know a lot of you in this room. And a lot of you know me. But... So I know if somebody in this room came to me instead of winning, going to one of the other, I don't know, 100 people in here, I mean, think of what a privilege that is and that God picked me out to do this. So um, really be thankful, give prayers of thanks. Remember that when someone decides to share um, with us the truth about themselves, about a temptation that they have, something they have trouble with, that already is a spirit working. Okay, so... It starts right away. It's the spirit. Um, I think this is something that maybe also we lack a little bit is how amazing the power of the Holy Spirit is. Um, I think some people maybe, well, I've talked to some people that aren't real sure about what a conviction from the Holy Spirit is um, after being a believer, you know, saying, well, God doesn't really work like he did when the Red Sea parted and things like that. Okay, things are not different now than they were then. The Spirit can speak to us clearly. I think many of us know specifically in our own lives how this has happened and how clear it's been. Yes?
Sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's and so, and that is the spirit speaking to you to do that. And sometimes somebody will come to you because God knows that you can lead them somewhere, maybe. So um, the comment was that sometimes it can be very tiring on you. Sometimes it's things from the last 30 years that have just been building up and with all these different people involved. And uh, sometimes it might not be in your hands to deal with that. Um, you know, and but that's still a time you can pray with that person. Where should we go from here? Where can, where can you go? Is it my responsibility? Can I take this on? Um, and with anything, give it time. Pray about it. Really see how the Lord leads you in this. Um, okay, so sometimes we might feel like it's not the Spirit leading them, people to us because maybe it's a time of confusion or frustration or we may not like what we're hearing. And um, so again... Just let the Spirit respond through us. Show respect to these people. They came to us. And um, if we respect them, then hopefully they can feel comfortable talking with us and that we can talk to the Lord together. Um, we definitely need to be careful how we respond, especially initially. Okay? If people come and open up to us, maybe they're confessing something to us. And we're just like, really? You did that? And, you know, it's like, and sometimes we are. Sometimes people come and talk to us, and it's almost like, wow, everything just dropped for you to about here. And that's what happens in our hearts. And sometimes that's us and not waiting, okay, this is when the person needs us the most. I cannot be discouraging here. I need to be encouraging. Um, you know, we know we might be shocked and appalled sometime and disgusted. Sometimes we may go home and wish that, our best friend may have never told us that about themselves. Because all these years, we thought they were one person, and here they struggle with something, and it's like, I, you might be speechless. I don't know. If you don't know what to say, um, you know, maybe they could even, maybe you could just start. Just, thank you for sharing this with me. Um, we really need to react with these people as someone who also struggles. Maybe not with the same thing. You know, don't pretend like you do to help them. But, you know, you're not perfect. We're not perfect. We need to let people know that. And maybe it's a time to share an experience where we struggled with something, even if it's not related, how we got through it, maybe the steps we took, how God worked in our lives, just to be encouragement to start that off. Um, yeah. Definitely. What do we need to remind them of? Why did Christ die on the cross for us? Okay? We are forgiven. God has given us His grace. And we need to go to God in prayer about that and ask for that forgiveness. Encourage them that they are forgiven. We can work through this. Right? Sometimes um, we remember that and dwell on that, but two months down the road kind of gets in the back of our head and we get drawn into this uh, sin again or whatever it may be. So... Um, Sorry, I lost my spot here, but... Okay. A lot of times we don't know that people are struggling with this. And um, we just thank them for trusting us. We can encourage them that by opening up, they've already taken that initial step to freedom. Okay? And uh, we can continue to work together. Um, if we know somebody specific in this area that has dealt with this before or maybe has researched 
in the Bible before certain things about a certain topic, we can lead them to them. Um, don't leave without praying with them, no matter what. Okay? And God will always give us words to speak if we have that mindset and that prayer with Him. Uh, some people might try to clean the mess up and cover it up. And uh, we really need to just go deeper and search and pray for healing. One thing we need to be very careful not to do is we must never minimize anything. A lot of times it's easy, especially some of our friends that we like hanging out with. You know, oh, I know, don't worry about it. I know other people going through the same thing. They're still doing okay. It's not a big deal. Okay? That's not what people want to hear. Well, it might be what they think they want to hear. Some people are really coming to look for, and some people need it to come at them hard. They need to know um, what's going on. So don't minimize. Don't tell them it's not a big deal. It happens. These people brought it to you. It was obviously a conviction enough for them to be concerned. It's important to them. It's important to God that they're struggling with this, so it needs to be important to us and to spend time with them and be concerned for them. Um, of course, as we said, remind them of God's grace and His forgiveness. We need to remember to help them find strength in the Lord, like Jonathan did for David. Okay? Bring them to the Word. Bring them to the Lord in prayer. Um, and as we talked about, sometimes it's not people coming to us. Sometimes we may have to go to them. And uh, hopefully the Lord will guide us in that way. Um, okay, just have a couple minutes here. One thing I do want to talk about, how can I be a person of refuge and share someone's burdens? Should we be a person of refuge and share someone's burdens? How do we feel about this? Is it our job? Okay, Galatians 5. Uh, nope, 6, 1 through 5. Um, I'll just read it quick. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Okay? Bear each other's burdens. What about this verse? Sometimes comes up as controversy. I think sometimes maybe misconceptions. Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other men's sins. Keep that self pure. 1 Timothy 5.22 So what does that mean? Are we laying hands on somebody's sin if they come to us? Does anybody have any thoughts about this verse? Anybody else? Thoughts on the verse? Yeah. 
Here's what I used to think. Uh, I didn't want to tell anybody anything. I thought the only person I could talk to was George Friend about my sins, because he was the elder, and um, that's the only person that you can confess these things to. And um, of course, I, there is a time and a place when things may need to be taken to the leadership of the church. We won't get into all that now. I think many of us are familiar with that. But like Sister Lily said, I think this question comes up a lot, and then all of a sudden it's, well, maybe I shouldn't tell anybody. Or if somebody comes to me, like, oh, I don't want to hear about it. Just don't even tell me. Go tell somebody whose hands can be washed of it and whatever. Yes? Okay, and I've heard a com- our commentary in my Bible is talking about maybe perhaps specific instruction to Timothy about laying hands and ordaining as an elder, and um, maybe how quick he does that, then is he kind of responsible if that um, leader of the church acts out of order or sins, kind of putting that onto him. There's maybe different thoughts people have. It's your last chance to share something about this. Yes. I don't, I don't want anybody to get me wrong. I'm not trying to say... I'm not going against the question of testimonies that's always asked about, um, you know, partaking of other people's sins. But I think we definitely know there's a certain level where things need to be taken to the leadership of the church because it needs to be brought out in that way. But I think, as we talked about today, being transparent, we definitely need to confess with one another, okay? And I'm sure some of the elders, ministers would be happy if some of us took on this role of talking with people and sharing the fellowship. I know a lot of times those few brothers in the church are always just keep getting these burdens from people. And a lot of times it's, um, you know, because not going to the other person first or struggling with or anything like that. Um, so I don't get too deep into that part of it, but um, it is important that we share with each other. I don't think we should be afraid to do that. Definitely. Um, okay. How, going along with this, I'm almost done. One more slide. So we need to have compassion and love for the person that comes to us with their burden. Um, pray that Christ gives us wisdom and direction and strength and understanding to take on this burden and take the burden to the Lord together. Pray for forgiveness and pray for direction. So just, I'm cutting down to how long do we be involved in their problem. Okay, if they say, I really feel like I overcome that, don't just leave them and never talk to them again. Okay, a really important thing I found has been great in my life is to have accountability partners. Have that person you pray with. If it's this person, that's fine. They know the struggle you've been going through. Okay, check on them every week or every other week. Okay, hopefully they won't get annoyed with that. They're just, we need to be doing this with our brothers and sisters. Sit down and pray with them once a week that they can continue to overcome this temptation that they have. And, um... You know, just looking at this, your relationship gets so deep and just becomes stronger and stronger 
And uh, God really continue to work in that. But don't give up on them. Maybe when they overcome this burden, go out, dinner, celebrate or something, and let them feel like they have overcome. Sometimes it's important for that too, that they feel that encouragement. And um, really just let the Lord guide these discussions. Always pray, pray, pray for direction. And um, pray for these opportunities. Give thanks for them when they come. So I really appreciate everybody coming and participating. And uh, look forward to talking with some of you maybe about my struggles or hearing from some of you. And hopefully you can all grow closer together.